The phrase was as iconic as the movie itself. If you build it, he will come. This movie put Dyersville, Iowa on the map, especially the movie site, which has millions of visitors every year. I have yet to go to this, but I know, given the opportunity, I will jump on it. I will bring my wife along as well. We both love baseball. We're going to the movies on this edition of the New Directions podcast. I did a show about a month ago in tribute to Feel the Dreams and looking at something very special that's going to be happening on that site next year. The New Directions podcast goes to the movies. We'll start it up right after this. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. I welcome you this evening to the Thursday edition of New Directions here on Blog Talk Radio. The train's coming in, and we're ready to get going tonight. My name is Terry Runyon. I'm glad to have you along, as always. We are going to take a moment this evening to celebrate the 30th anniversary of a movie that has become a favorite of mine. In fact, this is my number one. We're going to talk about a movie that put a little city in Iowa on the map. And we're going to talk about a movie that really, I think, changed the lives of everyone involved. It is the fantasy fantasy of sorts. It's a place where dreams come true. The movie that I'm referring to starts with this line. is, if you build it, he will come. When I first saw this movie, I don't remember where I was at the time, but one of the things that I found myself thinking about quite a bit was, what the heck are they talking about? (laughs) If you build it, he will come. Kevin Costner has starred in his career up to now, that is in two baseball movies. One of them was for Love of the Game, where he played a pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. The other one was this movie. The movie I'm referring to is Field of Dreams. And this movie, ever since it was released in 1989, opened a lot of imagination for a lot of people. And this movie, over the course of time, has become my all-time favorite. And for this special hour of New Directions tonight, we're going to take a look at Field of Dreams. I'm going to play a few clips from that movie and take you to what was the 25th anniversary celebration by the magic of YouTube, of course, as they talked about this particular about this particular fantasy dream, where all dreams really do come true. I want to start with the anniversary that they were referring to. MLB Network had a, had a feature on Field of Dreams 25 years later that was done about four years ago. This is from Kevin Costner on the set of in my view, the greatest movie of all time. And it's MLB Network that provided. Here we are in the ball field, cornfield in the background, the field of dreams, 
with Kevin Costner. As you look around here, you've only been back twice in the quarter century since the film was made. What do you think? Well, you know, I had a feeling when I read the script the first time that it was beautiful, that it, it had a little gold dust on it, meaning if we could do this right, we might have a very special movie. But you didn't, I didn't know that, um, and that's actually the power of movies. Sometimes it can be about things you never, ever forget. And what happened with this movie, this simple thing about the difficulty fathers sometimes having talking with sons, almost a biblical thing, got wrapped up in this little movie in this corn. It just seemed perfect. Uh, and so 25 years later, uh, the corn will grow. And uh, people will play here, and it'll be just as perfect for them. So it's a real reason to try to pick your movies carefully, because they can live forever. James Earl Jones as Terrence Mann is, in fact, a stand-in for J.D. Salinger, because the real J.D. Salinger didn't want any part of the outside world. And as I remember, J.D. Salinger always felt that the movies would bastardize his work. How did W.P. Kinsella, who wrote Shoeless Joe, feel about Field of Dreams? I think he felt really great about it. Um, I can't speak for it exactly. I heard that he had, there, he might have exception with something, but, but boy, it would be really hard to argue with the results. And I say that not tongue-in-cheek because sometimes a movie's terrible makes a lot of money, and then you say to the author, well, you should be real happy, and an author who's an artist goes, I'm not. I don't care if it made a zillion dollars. I can't imagine Ray um uh, uh, feeling great about what we did here because uh, his book was really honored and that moment in time and and uh, turned into a universal story that's uh, probably not going to this movie. Yeah, I doubt it. You know, I can't prove this, but I'd be shocked if sales of Shoeless Joe, which had come out years before, didn't skyrocket after Field of Dreams. Without a doubt, that happened too. I mean, I remember leaving this field after this movie and I said uh, to the owners, I said I don't know if I'd be too sure about tearing this field down. I didn't imagine this, but I remember absolutely articulating this. I wouldn't be in a hurry to, to tear this down. There, there's something here. There's something unique. I, I wouldn't be too quick to, to get rid of this because there was something, and you've heard me say this word now three or four times, perfect. But, you know, it takes a game we love, and it puts a cornfield backed up by a mid-American house that's just trying to get by. And, and uh, you know, I miss the term hardball. You say baseball, but I remember just saying, let's play some hardball. Yeah. That's, that's where it's played, by guys who played it better than anybody else. What one or two encounters, and I'm sure there have been thousands, what one or two stand out the most with people coming up to you and saying, this is what it meant to me, or this is what happened to me when you asked your dad to play catch? The, the, those, those stories are in the thousands now, I'll tell you. But, and one doesn't seem more powerful than the next, but I, I did have a, a man come up to me and say, you know, I, I, I sat at my dad's bedside as he was dying for the last two weeks and we just watched that movie every day and every night and um, he didn't feel like he wanted to watch anything else and we cried at the same moment every night uh, and every day and um, he, said, he said you know thank you uh, for doing that. You can't go back to Chicago and put on a period costume and be Elliot Ness but you came back you know, right here, here we go. Yeah, I mean, you know, you go there, you got to gun people down. But, uh, this, this, you know, the corn was about almost seven, eight feet high, really, at the end of the day. And we watched the growth of the course of this movie. And as we drove in, you know, you and I drove in together, and I just couldn't help think that I saw that every day because we were willing this corn to be where it needed to be for those guys to disappear. And this, this whole cycle here just replays itself, just like the people that will continue out here with their children and kind of throw the ball. It's just a bit like baseball itself. It keeps renewing itself. It goes on and on. Yeah, you know, and, and the, the biggest names in sports have somehow found themselves drifting here. Maybe some early in this 25 eh, 
but there's a, a little bit of a mecca here. It's, it's certainly not Yankee Stadium. It's not Fenway. It's not Wrigley. But there's something simpler about this thing. There's a, there's a gentle call to come here. That covers it. You guys have your catch. We're done. They're showing some pictures of the Field of Dreams, and this was 25 years later. We're spending the weekend in Dyer, Iowa, for the 25th anniversary of Field of Dreams, which explains why yesterday, when we taped part of this, we were in different clothes. We changed clothes. We thought hygienically it was the right thing to do. <laughs> and so we continue. Joined now by Timothy Busfield, who played Kevin Costner's brother-in-law, the skeptic. Of course, he can't see the ghost players. You couldn't see the ghost players until later when you became convinced. But one thing you were convinced of was that he was going to lose the house, going to lose the farm, and he'd already lost his mind. Yeah, it was a, you know, it was a, it was a bad guy whose who's, uh, objective was based in love. He, didn't, he was confused by the whole thing. It just didn't make any sense. On a normal day, he would be partying with these guys and having a good time, and now he had to take the family position of, of thinking that they were... They were they were missing it, so it was a, it was a, a fun a fun angle on the, on, a, on a bad guy. You guys were young actors, relatively speaking, at that time. You'd go on to do great things, thirty something West Wing. That's all in your background. But when you step on a set with Burt Lancaster or James Earl Jones, that's a whole different deal, right? For me, I mean, it was you know Kevin had worked with with uh, Connery, and I, I was thinking Kevin, I mean, Kevin was at that time, you know, let's not take Kevin out of the mix. For no Way Out was already one of my top ten favorite films. I think it's a perfect film. Uh, 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 Bull Durham was already, uh, I thought, one of the best baseball films and maybe one of the best ever. And so uh, to work with Lancaster, who I would imitate as a kid, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I would say, give me money, my brother would give me a nickel and say, go ahead and and then the, to be able to hang out, Burt would say, you know, he'd come on the set. And he was hot. And he was not working yet. Nobody knew what was happening. He'd come out full clothes. He was old school. So he'd show up and get in wardrobe and makeup, but come sit where the director could see him as if to say, I'm not working. Uh, that's he brought me out here. So I'd go sit next to him and he'd say, I like you. Yeah, make him face. I played that bad guy, Vera Cruz. He's <laughs> I said, I want to be in it. And I said, 
and it's got to do with corn. And this guy just blew up. He said, what? Corn? And I said, yeah, corn. I'm going to go do this movie. And that's how it happened. And then you went and did revenge. I, I, three days later, I, I, I owed him, so I had to go do it. Fair to say, Feel the Dreams kind of resonates more than revenge. It does. It's a movie that does that, that weird thing. And we have movies, you know, the proof of movies that have stayed with the American psyche, you know, Wonderful Life, uh, Wizard of Oz, or, you know, I mean, you can really go down. And I'm, 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 I'm not talking about 100 movies could be on that list. But when it comes down to the ones that stick with you, if that list is five deep or ten deep and Build Your Dreams isn't on it, there, then that's, there's something wrong with the list. Here's part of the proof. Look over your shoulders. All of the fathers and sons and daughters playing catch. They have their own backyards or their own parks across the street. But it means something different to them to play catch here. Yeah, it holds that. There's a, there's a, a magic to this field that wasn't there when we were shooting. You know, this is just a film location. When we were uh, and it was a tough location for the heat and the flies. And, and uh, what has happened is it's become this place that even I'm affected by in a different way than, than when I was filming it. it. You can feel it out there. You can feel the film out there. You know, you know, I went to play catch out, uh, out there yesterday. I wanted to take my kids and we, we played a little bit of, we played a little catch. I couldn't help but notice, not children, but there was grown men at the end and they all had their gloves and they were just watching. I said to my son, I said, I'm going to play catch with these men. He looked up and he said, all of them? And I said, I said, well, let's see what happens. And he went over and sat down and I pointed at one guy and I threw to him and after eight or nine catches, he stopped himself and he gave another man a turn. They figured out their own thing out there and one by one, I probably played with 30 guys. In 2016, this move, just a second here. We move back a little bit. There we go. In 2016, the Royals, who were at that time the defending World Series champions, did something that I think was very, very special. They kind of created their own field of dreams of sorts. There was a line that started, I believe it was at Union Station, and people threw balls to somebody standing somewhere on this on this route. The route started at Union Station, and it ended up at Kauffman Stadium the night the Royals and Mets opened the 2016 season. And it was one of those times where people really felt the baseball enthusiasm, I think would be the word to use. I have been a baseball fan personally since 1977. And to me, there is nothing There is nothing in the world that compares to the feeling you have when you're on the field or even in the stands watching a game. The folks that run the Field of Dreams in Iowa, I think we're trying to go for that same field. I have not had the pleasure of going to that field. My parents, however, have. And mom has even mentioned to me on more than one occasion how she was able to run on that field. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to go on that field very, very badly. I want to be able to go there sometime. There's a lot of magic that's there. What I'm going to try to do over the course of this special hour here on New Directions is play you some clips from that movie leading up to my favorite, which is the James Earl Jones speech, but also 
the sentimental portions in Africa. I hope to be able to cover those as we go. This is New Directions. We're taking a look at 30 years of field dreams. I'm going to go to another clip to play for you. Matter of fact, one other thing I wanted to do here at this point is share some news that is going to be happening in Iowa next year. The following clip is from ABC News. Now to the Field of Dreams company. The MLB just announced a big game will go down on the iconic field from the Kevin Costner Classic. TJ is here with all the details. TJ, me out to the cornfield. We are talking about a interesting game between the White Sox and the Yankees taking place in a cornfield in Iowa. This is not just any cornfield. This is an iconic and special place to sports fans and movie fans alike. For baseball fans, this could be as close to heaven on earth as it's ever going to get. Hey, is this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Major League Baseball announced New York Yankees and the Chicago White Sox will play ball at that iconic farm in Dyersville, Iowa that was made famous three decades ago in the Oscar-nominated film, Field of Dreams. People will come, Ray. And come to Iowa for reasons they can't even fathom. Not only will it be the first time a Major League game has been played at the site, it'll also be the first time ever that a Major League game has been played in the state of Iowa. Aye, 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 this is fascinating, it is. The Chicago White Sox posted this image of their players walking out of the iconic fields. Major League Baseball hoping that if they build the hype, the people will come. If you build it. So it's not going to be uh, taking place on the same field from the movie, which is there, and it's a tourist attraction. They're going to build a temporary 8,000-capacity stadium right next door for people to go to. So this is going to be a really cool event. Major League Baseball started to do this, having games at other sites besides stadiums. So this is going to be kind of a, a cool spectacle. It's not happening next summer, but it's a regular season game. It'll be fun. That clip was from Good Morning America, by the way. There's, they were saying on my Royals Nation page that it was only going to be season ticket holders that would be able to go to this game. I sincerely hope they are wrong about that. I would like nothing better than to be able to be at that field to see that game. Here's another clip from the movie. Looking for Moonlight Graham. What's the matter? You didn't see that? See what? I guess you didn't have to be here. What? Whenever you want to go, we can go. For those of you who haven't seen the movie, they went to a game at Fenway Park and saw an image. will be from the next clip you'll see it'll be up next
You're about to hear from Moonlight Graham. They want to talk to me. But when you got to the majors, you, you played only one inning of one game. What happened? It was the last day of the season. One of the eight innings of a way. I'd been up at the club about, uh, about three weeks, but I hadn't seen any action. Suddenly, old John McGraw points a bony finger in my direction and he says, Right, Pete. in Dyersville, Iowa with the Field of Dreams. We're at the half hour. Remind you once again, this is the Thursday edition of New Directions. We are remembering 30 years of Field of Dreams. My name is Terry Runyon. Glad to have you along. 
that this movie, it's hard to really say to you how dreams have come true for a lot of people. Kevin Costner's character went into the movie thinking he was just going to be a farmer. But he ended up seeing people's dreams come true. I'm not going, for those of you who have never seen the movie Field of Dreams, I am not going to give it away. But what I am going to do is take you through some clips and some experiences people have had in the in this particular field. Just a moment here. I think probably the time to bring in Mr. James Earl Jones will be right now. And let me kind of set this clip up this way. Not too long ago, in fact, several years ago, I had a chance. Well, my brother, I'll say, came up with a very interesting brainstorm. He suggested us being us acting out the movie Ghostbusters. He had seen the movie over a hundred times. I, uh, how in the world he was able to remember all this, I don't know. But I thought at one point about if we were to do the same thing with Field of Dreams. I told him by a text one time that I want that if we were to ever have, if we were to ever to be to do the same thing with Field of Dreams that we did with Ghostbusters, I would want James Earl Jones as Terrence Mann. The reason you're about to hear right now. One of the famous baseball speeches of all time. Here's James Earl Jones to Terrence Smith with one of my favorite memories from Field of Graves. Be effective. Let's start. This. All right, all right, all right. This is fascinating. Let's start this one over all right, again. All right. See if maybe I can just get into James Earl Jones's speech. Just a second here. He played. He played the author that sat with Kevin Conner at Fenway Park. Seeing in baseball, in, in a baseball is me talk about legends. Okay, the movie clip. This is James Earl Jones with Leonardo Baseball. You will be evicted. going to just a second. Live radio, ladies and gentlemen. It can be interesting sometimes. I'm going to try to get the clip in just a little bit. So until we until we do, I want to play you also someone took an emotional visit to feel the dreams about two years ago, and they reported what they were able to find. And here's enough, here is what they did. Grammarly, after 
you can find really good. Just a second. There were some very special times during the movie Field of Dreams. Well, let's go this direction. We'll have some players from Major League Baseball recite the famous James Earl Jones speech. Ray, people will come, Ray. have come. And that field is really done a lot of good things. It is very, very much a part of not only our past, but also our present and future. I'm going to give you an early New Year's resolution, my friends. I am going to be a part of that field. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to it, I should say, one way or another. People did come. And I'll share with you one thing more before we get into a few more clips from the movie. I did not know until somebody told me this earlier today that Field of Dreams came from a book about Shoeless Joe Jackson. It is called Shoeless Joe. And I think, in fact, I know I'm going to do what I can to have a chance to read that particular book. It is good. It, it ought to be a million seller by now. I mean, it really, it really should. I am going to try again to do James Earl Jones' scene because... Is very, very classic, and I think we ought to be able to do this. Just a second here. I know how fascinating it is. But the fact remains is that you don't have the money to bring the mortgage up today, so you're still going to have to sell. I'm sorry, Ray. We got no choice. Ray, people will come, Ray. They'll come to Iowa, for reasons they can't even tell them. They'll turn up your way. I'm going to show why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door, innocent as children, longing for the past. Of course, we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. 
my friends were never spoken I felt like I wanted to play those again especially from the voice of James Earl Jones I have another clip to share with you before we get to the one that could perhaps I'm going to warn you now friends be very emotional this one however I think was kind of the prelude go why if I built this field, you wouldn't be here right. if it weren't for me. That's well, you wouldn't be here if it weren't for me. I know. I want to know what's out there. I want to see it. But you're not invited. Not invited? What do you mean I'm not invited? That's my corn out there. You guys are guests in my corn. Right. No, wait. I have done everything I've been asked to do. I didn't understand it, but I've done it. And I have once asked what's in it for me. What are you saying, Ray? I'm saying what's in it for me. Is that why you did this? I think you better stay here, Ray. Why? Ray, there was a reason they chose me. Just as there was a reason they chose you in the steel. Why? I gave an interview. What, what interview? What are you talking about? about Evans Field when they charge you up to go all the way to Boston to the point.
I rejoin you once again by cell phone. I lost an original connection, so going to be with you this way the rest of the way. Just a second here. I am back with you. This is still Field of Dreams. And we have one more clip to share with you. And it's probably going to be very emotional. Here we go. The cornfield, my friends, is where dreams very definitely come true. And if we go along in the scene, you'll see what I mean by that. Now for the top now for the top scene of all, right after this commercial. That's for the girls. With that in mind, here we go. The little girls, that is. Playing the same scene again, ladies and gentlemen. This has the extra part to it.
Annie, my daughter Karen, Karen, this is Mike, this is John. You had a hard time saying this at that point. One of probably the most emotional scenes of this movie is about to take place. I'll take it the rest of the way, guys. Field of Dreams was one of those movies that made you believe that dreams really can come true. This movie, my friends, was for the believer in all of us. A lot of us have been able to see this movie quite a few times. Some in the theater, quite a bit on either DVD or VHS. But this is one of those movies that if it did not affect you in any way, shape, or form, then, my friends, there is something completely wrong with you. It's one of those movies that was a lot of fun to see, and I will see it again and again and again. No question about it. I sincerely hope you've enjoyed this look back at Feel the Dreams tonight as much as I've enjoyed putting this together for you. I invite you to join me once again tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. My special guest will be KFKF's Dale Carter. My name is Terry Runyon. Thank you for joining me tonight for this edition of New Directions here on Block Talk Radio. And I look forward to, hold on just a second here, and I look forward to seeing you on the radio tomorrow morning with Dale Carter. Until then, so long, everybody, and we're going to get back on track. Dirk's Brothers Osborne, get us out of here.
I have not had the opportunity to visit the set in Iowa just yet. My parents have, and I have a shirt from that experience. I make this promise to you that after seeing the movie and seeing all the fun that people had on that set, I will get there sooner rather than later. Heaven is a place where dreams come true, and a span of that was in Iowa. It was a lot of fun to do that show, and I hope you all enjoyed reliving it through the New Directions podcast. It's going to wind things up for this edition. My name is Terry Runyon. Thank you for being with me, and we'll see you on the radio for the next edition of the New Directions podcast. Until then, so long, everybody.